do you feel that there is some change, like some slowing down into this competition, into the construction industry, or for now it's going okay? It's crazy. <laughs> That's a short answer. Really, it's crazy. I don't know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast episode of the Creative Insider. In this podcast episode, I had the pleasure to talk to Oliver Gerner and Matthias Bresseliers. They're both partners at the company Gerner Gerner Plus. It's based in Vienna, Austria. We covered several topics. One of them was the crisis in the architecture field due to the economical reasons, also their processes, how they became architects, and also how to stay relevant, collaborations, and why Vienna is one of the most livable cities on this planet. So if you want to hear the full conversation, I suggest you to stay along with us. Before we start the podcast, I want to remind you that if, if you like what we do and you want to support the Creative Insider, you can do it completely for free by just subscribing, liking this video, sharing with your friends. Or if you want to be a real exclusive insider and you want to watch these uh, conversations live, you can become our Patreon you can just check the links in the description or also just donate one-time donation at um, our coffee website because we love coffee and it's a really it would be very helpful if you could support the podcast so that we can improve the production and also improve the quality of the show. Thank you very much and enjoy the conversation with the guys from Gerner Gerner Plus. Hello, Oliver. Hello, Matthias. Welcome to the Creative Insider Podcast. Hello. Hello. Very happy to be here. Uh, yeah, thank you for being here. I was very happy to discover your office, uh, you're part of. Um, I think uh, through through some of the uh, videos that I did, they also discovered my podcast and then I found your projects really beautiful. So you can uh, say yourself, uh, what is your where is your office? Uh, what are you guys doing? Um, how you became a partner, partners in it? And uh, yeah, short intro. Well, then let's start. Uh, my name is Oliver Gerner from Gerner Gerner Plus Architects in, in Vienna. Um, we are an architectural company with around uh, 40 employees um, doing a lot of uh, housing projects, but uh, also some really nice wineries in the past. Um, really a lot of uh, actually a big program of different uh, uh, projects and uh, I'm a partner here since 2018 um, before I already worked here um, in the office for a couple of years and um, I'm actually leading the, the competition team so um, um, working on new projects and new competitions and yeah and why why <laughs> <laughs> why not? No, um, <laughs> that's a good answer. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> um, no, uh, because uh, actually that's the the thing I really love and uh, I, I also can do. And um, I was also during my studies and um, during my my uh, past work, I often worked in competition teams, and yeah, I really felt that uh, this is what I want to do for not the rest of my life, but for this part of my life. So that's, that's actually the reason why 
we now do a lot of competitions and um, oh. where we uh, now have to. But I'm sorry because um, we are talking about competition. Um, Matthias Ma 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 left for a second to have to take a break, I think, or the phone or somebody ringing, but um, we can keep the conversation, the two of us. Yeah, for yeah, now. No, 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 because it's uh, quite, it's, it's, uh, um, yeah. Is it's it still a lot going on in your office at this time no, of the evening? No, no, we are the last <laughs> two in the office. Yeah. We are the last two in the office. That's uh, <laughs> one point of our, I think that's, that's uh, kind of unique. Um, we are closing our office at uh, around 6, 6.30. Um, and uh, now we went to a bar. <laughs> we had a drink and came back to the office. And uh, yeah, one employee from the competition team, she forgot uh, her backpack. <laughs> so she had to ring. And, and Matthias, how, uh, how about you? How did you join the, the office? Um, because you told me in the green room conversation that you're originally from Belgium, from Antwerpen. So, um, yeah, it's curious you end up in Austria. What is the backstory of, of this? That's, these are two different questions. Like the, coming to Austria was never a plan, but I'm really happy I, I did it. It was because of a South Tyrolean girl I met in France. And so I went to Innsbruck. And from there, I really wanted to be in the city again. So I went to Vienna. I worked for some offices before. And actually, it's, uh, it kind of happened because I was uh, yeah, looking for some new uh, stuff to do. I worked in a landscaping architectural office, wanted maybe to start studying again. And um, then at some point, somebody told me, yeah, you should still like continue applying. I was not really looking for a job. I was more looking around. And then I applied. I said, oh, okay, nice office. Uh, I applied. And then uh, a week later, I started working. So it was like instantaneously a good match. I don't know. So mm -hmm. it was really funny. Um, I got off really well. Oli was not in the office at the time. You were... I was in Denmark. You were in Denmark, exactly. And uh, no, I had. Uh, it's a nice, it's like a combination of of things that makes you, uh, yeah, stay here, be here, enjoy it. And then from one thing went into the next, into the next. I had bigger pro projects, and then I became partner as well after. But all very naturally. It was really it was how, never a plan. How, how long are you in the office already? I will be 10 years next year. Oh, so I, it's... I kind of uh, thought about it, you know, I realized today it, I will have to throw a party next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after four years, I became partner and now I'm like, or four and a half. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah. And time flies. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's the same with Germany. I always think I'm new here, but I'm seven years already in Germany. Yeah. So it's quite a long time. And um, Oliver, I noticed your last name is the same as the the two names of the founders. <laughs> so it's natural yeah. to ask you if you're the plus <laughs> of the Gerner Gerner, or it's just no, it's an accident a, that you have the same name. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's a really common name here in Austria, Gerner. And uh, no, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, my, my, my parents uh, were the founders uh, of Gerner Gerner Plus um, 25 years ago. Um, 
and actually they are also they are part of the office um, they are a big part of the office uh, now of course um, well they were really young when they got me they were around 22 so um, I started with them as a baby and as a little kid because they started um, when I, I did the whole um, uh, study at the technical university when I was a kid um, and they took him to the to the university. Yeah, because they were twenty two, and they started to 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 uh, and they, they started to um, uh, they started to study architecture. So um, I was I was always part of this whole thing, and then they turned I think thirty one, thirty two, about my age, and um, they started a new architecture company, um, Gerna und Gerno back then and um, it was growing slowly but continuously and um, every year there was a new employee and then two new employees and um, in 2013 um, when they were around uh, I think they had 20 employees something like that um, they decided um, to make uh, the, the, the office to uh, um, partner open office so um, Matthias Reiger became the first partner then, uh, back then in 2013. Um, that's another Matthias. That's another Matthias, yeah. Um, and now we are six partners. Um, Gerda Andi, uh, Julia, Urschka, Matthias and I are partners. Um, Julia and Urschka became partners uh, this year, 2022. Uh, Matthias uh, left the office uh, last year because of uh, private, um, because of a private thing, but um, we are still good friends, and he's also a good friend with the office. So he's uh, at the office once a month for, um, yeah, taking his his work and uh, also explaining his work to us. Um, so I think that was actually uh, also a good split, and um, now we uh, we are six partners, and um, yeah, let's see what's going on in the in the next couple of years but um i didn't actually yeah it was not it was not my thing 10 years ago to say yeah i want to become an i want to become partner at can i get a plus um back then i was traveling to denmark i worked uh, at uh, 3xl architects um and uh, yeah it was really that was a very important time because uh, we met some really cool guys there at uh, 3XN. And uh, after I came back, I worked also in uh, different companies here in, in Austria. Um, and at that time, um, the guys from 3XN um, called us and they said, yeah, they want to do a competition in, in Austria, a skyscraper competition. And if we as Gana Gana Plus uh, want to team up with them, or a competition as a local part, and I said yes, of course. And actually, this was the part um, when I uh, decided to come back to uh, Gana Gana Plus. Um, also, the plus is the plus is uh, not for me or not for Matthias, but it's for all our employees, uh, it's for all our clients, it's for the, the whole infrastructure. Um, in, in the office and all around the office, the whole network. And um, that was also, 
that was also the reason why they called the office uh, not Gana Gana, but Gana Gana Plus. So it's uh, more than just uh, Gerda and Andy, the founders. Um, yeah, so Gerda will be a name here. My wife is also working in the office, so we are kind of family business. My kids, they're often here. So uh, there are a lot of Gernas in the office. <laughs> that sounds a funny story. Now about you, Matthias. So you had also... Um... Um, you said a different experience uh, between Belgium. You said you were in France. Um, I'm always curious. I ask this question to everyone because it's, I mean, in the case of Oli, it was kind of natural because he was studying as a kid and then he redid it again a little bit later. Uh, but how about you? Why did you decide that you wanted to be an architect? I, until today, I've never decided it, actually. Really, it's, it's, I would think about this question, it's, it really happened. I'm like uh, more like a curious nature. I'm like thinking about stuff. I started my studies in uh, bioengineering, uh, and then I finished. I didn't finish them. I I stopped them. And um, it's actually a funny story that my, my mom was worrying where I would end up because she was like, yeah, you're like changing courses all the time. And I had to talk to a friend of hers who was like specialized in finding directions. <laughs> and then I was, I don't know, 20, 20 or something. And I had to do a questionnaire with this friend of my mom. <laughs> And I was like, okay, let's do this. And she kind of asked me very strange questions. Um, I don't remember exactly, but like, do you like uh, stress? Do you like stuff like this? And then I just answered them. And then she said, yeah, you have like two options in her vision. One is being like um, somebody who, who is in logistics, uh, like uh, getting... Uh, lorries full of stuff and being like very busy or, and the other one is architecture and then it was the first time I really put this idea in my mind and then I really got interested in this stuff and I started to studies but I really like to not to leave it open yeah, I think it's my my nature and that's that's how we are very different all is really like I'm, I'm a designer I want this I, I really admire that as well also but I, me for me i'm more like let's feel where this could go you, you're like but, the lo logistic person that knows also how to draw and how an architecture building is <laughs> constructed more or less <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know i'm that good at the logistics I'm, i can it looks like i'm really busy yes <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good but, um, but i but I really enjoy this this uh, contrast uh, yeah, between us because actually this is our natural habit. Normally we sit uh, the, <laughs> the other way, but we're sitting next to each other in the office. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say I'm more more straightforward. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, you can also see it in all places. So my place is more really straightforward, and I have I, I'm, I'm a list writer, and um, Matthias' place is. Uh, I wouldn't say messy, but um, I don't know a better word for it. It's just, it's just. But but you know, that's the that's the reason why we're sitting now since a couple of years next to each other, and I wouldn't change. I wouldn't definitely not change in the office. 
I think you need uh, both. I'm uh, in my, in my case, I'm the the Matthias of my office, and uh, my, <laughs> my 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 favorite colleague is the Oliver. <laughs> so so kind of similar kind of similar situation. Um, yeah, but you need both of them. You need uh, yeah. You need an Oliver. So, uh, office full of Matthias, uh, I don't know. And office it wouldn't full... be an office. No, it would... <laughs> an office uh, full of Olivers. Maybe it would be more, more office it, office. It will yeah. be more probably fighting who, which way is going to need to be done. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, probably, yeah. But what I really, we, from the first moment we met, uh, which is like six years ago, I think seven years ago, where we knew we had a very the same kind of uh, feeling about architecture, and I think that's one of that's a, a really big part also for me personally to become a partner. You need to how you work, how you how how you speak. This is all how good you are at some stuff and how not good you are at that. That's not so important. It's about the, how you feel about where the practice should go, where you should, what kind of buildings do you want to make and, and what is important. And, and this we had a really, yeah. always had a really good connection without a lot of words, actually. And it was, it's really yeah. my feeling. And this is really, it's really beautiful if you can, if this happens, it's not so easy. Yeah. Um, but the the place where you develop this feeling about uh, what architecture should look like and in which direction should be designed and in general go, it's mostly the years of your education. So I'm curious also, where did you guys get your education? I mean, Oliver, you said you've been also to Denmark, so probably I don't know how you end up being in, in, in Denmark. That's a very competitive um, area for architects also. Um, in the same time, it's a great um, hive, you know, because all the architects are like sort of crashed together in this one city and just walking. I was this year in Copenhagen for the first time, just uh, exploring the city. It makes you feel very much connected with architecture. Um, and um, you have both very international backgrounds. So what was your, in was your also um, education kind of international? Where did you study? Where, how did you join the professional world? Well, for me, it, it was um, when you grew up with the uh, last name Gerner and you were studying architecture at the technical university, a lot of people will uh, notice you and a lot of people will know your name and um, some like the work of your parents and some don't. Um, and it was always that from the first day, it was like, yeah, you're the son of, you're the son of Andians and Gerda, because uh, Gerda is not a, a really common name in, in Austria. Um, but, you know, then I, I just said, okay, yeah, I, I will take this because I, I love to work. Uh, um, it was not that when I was, I don't know, 16, 18 or whatever, that I said I wanted to become an architect said I definitely don't want to become an architect um, so it it was I was always I was always working on construction sites um, during uh, vacation and during um, not being in school um, and I think the love for architecture actually was at the, uh, working at the construction site because uh, then you're really I did, I did a lot of uh, form work uh, there um, 
concrete formwork and um, I really felt connected with the material and with uh, how to, to uh, build things. And um, here in Austria, we have to do uh, some kind of uh, civil service, civil dienst um, for nine months and I was working in a, in a hospital. And uh, during this time, I really thought about uh, maybe becoming an, uh, a doctor, um, maybe to, to start uh, studying medicine, because this was really impressive. And uh, it was, I was really, look, I was really interested in this part. Um, but uh, then, uh, yeah, I was, uh, after that, I also went back to uh, getting on the construction side. And actually, at the construction site down there, I was like, yeah, I uh, really love to, to um, work with materials. I really love to do things. And I, I enjoy to see uh, building growing. And um, then I just said, yeah, I've, I also told my parents then, yeah, I want to try to. Did you ever make like the decision, like, I'm going to do it? Or was it just happened? No, I, I did this decision to try uh, studying architecture and I was like, maybe it's, it's, it was not that it was made for me. It was not that I was a kid and I was like, yeah, um, I have to be an architect and I have mm-hmm. to uh, take over again and again a plus, uh, for example. Um, and then I started and then I really felt, uh, I really felt that uh, I liked the work. I liked, uh, I, li- I also liked the, the, the guys there. Um, and um, so I become friends with a couple of uh, people, and maybe about this friendship, um, my my career um, started, and um, because they were really, that was a really cool group of uh, young architects um, who loved it uh, as much as I did, and so maybe this group of people. A lot of them actually uh, are still friends and are still um, taking the same path. Um, so, yeah, that was the reason why I started architecture. Then um, I went to the Technical University in Vienna um, because uh, I thought that it's a huge university with uh, thousands of students. Um, I think the, every single semester, uh, thousand people starts, a thousand people starting um, studying architecture, um, and yeah, then I made the decision to maybe leaving Vienna and um, maybe to just uh, um, send my portfolio to cool offices where they definitely don't know the, the uh, name Ghana or Ghana Ghana Plus. Um, and um, then I ended up at 3XM, but we had a lot of uh, German colleagues there and they knew again, again, so it was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I'm, I'm Oliver Gerner and I'm, and I'm an architect, so. It must um, be so strange. Right? Yeah, it was, it was, but yeah, it's better than, um, yeah. Some, some, sometimes it was, was really cool um, because you were, I also got supported from some of my uh, professors because of my last name. Um, and some, they didn't like the work of my parents. And that was, that was kind of weird. And I was like, Hey, come on guys. I'm, I'm not them. Um, but at the end it was, uh, I think it was actually a cool way and I would do it the same way as well. Yeah. 
Me, I'm the opposite. Yeah, nobody. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had the, the real fortune to... Um, I, I studied at the Academy of Antwerp, which is a really small school, actually. It's more like an Academy of Fine Arts. It's, it's famous for its uh, fashion, but it's not famous for its architecture. Um, and I really liked this atmosphere. I, had, uh, I, had, I worked with uh, Eric Wiers, which is a, a really good architect and philosopher. So he, he put a lot of like philosophy in, in me. First, really nice person, and then I went uh, to France, uh, there to also a small school again that opened up like my whole view on architecture. It's very interesting to see that, like, in these schools, you have these views on architecture. Uh, where I studied, they were still a bit in the Bauhaus areas, they were changing with like this uh, evolution. We had some old professors who were still. Bauhaus and then new ones who were more like um, who interpreted architecture more like in a, a city-like context, like more like neighborhood and how to how to activate it, like buildings as kind of city acupuncture. Uh, and then I went to France and suddenly they started, uh, it was at the sea and they were always happy and they had a lot of colors and I was like, oh, okay, wow. And so this, this hopping and this brought me to Innsbruck, where I was with Kerber, which is, yeah, is in my opinion, is like what an architect should be. Um, he always um, surprised me with how he how he took to his assignments. Um, yeah, this, and then to to Caramel, then uh, landscape architecture, idealism, and then Ghana. So I was really lucky to always meet some very interesting but very individualistic persons and it kind of uh, it was more like a menu like yeah it was nice it was a really anonymous route that brought me here mm. it's nice to to consume art to consume all this knowledge and all these views of these people yeah, i'm very thankful and grateful for that yeah. No, definitely both you have uh, very interesting uh, backgrounds and also like it was interesting to hear also like, uh, you know, some people think it's easier to be like the kid of someone when you're entering a profession, but that carries also some like some weights with it because also like you kind of need to get out of this gravity to be always reconnected to to whether your parents or your family. Um, so yeah, and one thing I was thinking is like you guys mentioned, um, Gerna Gerna Plus uh, makes mainly, uh, I mean, makes all kind of architecture, but also a lot of, uh, I see on the website also you have a lot of residential projects and so on. Uh, and, and, and Vienna, it's, uh, for several years now, the most livable city, uh, in, in the world. You guys are also contributors to, to this. Um, what makes, uh, in your opinion, Vienna as a city the, so livable? And also, what is the approach at your office uh, when you design architecture? That it's in, what is your um, de design philosophy, let's say? Because this is always very interesting to understand um, why you do certain things a certain way and mm. that makes your projects um, in your own way unique. 
Um, I think um, Vienna has this very special way of uh, looking at problems and um, or at topics. And one big topic in the city is how people live. And um, so Vienna decided uh, a couple of years ago um, that they uh, really want to, to push the, the social housing concept. But, you know, um, we always have to explain social housing is, is not, it always sounds a bit like poor housing or housing for poor people. Um, that's definitely not, it's, uh, I think, um, with all our income, we could live there and we are allowed to live in, in, in houses, uh, uh, in social, uh, we could apply for a, an apartment in social housing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, that's the reason why there's big mixtures of different, uh, cultures, different, uh, different income also in those houses. And, um, that's the reason why, um, this, this program, this social housing program became uh, very unique in the world. And, uh, that's also because, uh, housing is, uh, it's, it's the base, it's the base of, of living. Um, how you, uh, if you have an apartment and you have a nice apartment and you have a good surrounding and you have a good neighborhood and you have, uh, also uh, a neighborhood with a lot of, uh, different uh, people with a lot of different uh, religions with a lot of different um, uh, backgrounds and, and also a lot of different history. Um, this makes the city very, very uh, livable. And um, we are very, very proud to be part of this uh, whole uh, situation here or this whole program here, because um, if we have... Uh, we do a lot of uh, social housing pro projects and uh, social housing is uh, in, in Vienna on a really, really high standard. So um, right now we do a lot of uh, timber projects. Um, um, it's, uh, yeah. The city is changing. The city is changing and the city is it really pushing. It, it, it will take time, but uh, I think the, the it's it's going in the right direction and um also the the the, the huge topic of um sustainable of sustainability and sustainable living um is is now really um that the whole city is focused on this uh, part and um so that's Vienna yeah. is one of the the only cities i think that are really where the city belongs to the people in the way that a lot of these housing projects are in through constructions and firms, of course, but they are property of the city of Vienna. So the power the city government has to to change the policies in the city is huge. It's in it's like it's beyond. I think the city of Vienna is the biggest uh, real estate company in Europe, actually. And I think this is. Uh, this, this, as architects, we also feel we, we really sense this. That if the city decides we're going to go uh, sustainable, the year after, everybody, every street is getting trees. Uh, so there's a really a, a very big power to the people actually in this in this place, and uh, I think that's one of the the key successes to this story. I'm not saying it has to be like this. It's just the way it, it works here. It can be a bit 
annoying and a bit bureaucratic also, but it's like uh, everything is organized so well that there is no, you don't have to worry about anything. This is what makes Vienna so special. Yeah. I think the, 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 there is a lonely planet that's a British guy who wrote in his uh, preview. He said, yeah, okay, maybe he lives here. He said, yeah, maybe it's not that active as New York or as sexy as Paris, but Vienna is like this the partner you want to have to marry. You know, it's maybe a bit, a bit, <laughs> a bit but it's the person you want to be with your whole life, actually, if you're honest. We don't need, uh, it's, and it's, I feel the same way. I don't know how, how it's for you because you, you grew up here kind of, but for me, it's like this. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy being here. You know, I, I went to, I, then I went to, to Copenhagen, which is a really beautiful and really nice city with very good architecture and um, also very livable. But um, when I came back to Vienna, I, there, was, there was a lot of things I really missed about Vienna. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great city to work and it's a really great city also to be an architect here. Um, so it's, you can, you can really try a lot, um, uh, here in the city and also work together, um, with actually the city government. Um, and, um, so there, there's a, also a place here where you just make your very own experiments. Um, and yeah, you can, yeah, you can, you can really do great architecture and uh, sustainable architecture. Yeah, I was in Vienna before the pandemics. And um, I think that uh, also like this livability, it's um, harder and harder to achieve oh. when the city gets bigger. And Vienna is definitely not a small city because I live in Frankfurt and Frankfurt is also in that top 10 of the most livable cities. And I really love it that it's uh, so easy to go through the city. And I say the the um, the best side of Frankfurt, for instance, is that you can, uh, with a bike, you can experience the whole city because the city, it's not so huge. So you can go within half an hour from one side to the other side. And this in this way, there are no really like... It's not like, I don't know, if you live in Berlin and there are certain parts of, that are so far from where you are that you just never go. Uh, or in Rome, I've been living in Rome and there is so much traffic jam that you just don't want to go. Um, and in Vienna, although it's a huge city, I could move so easily and also there are the free bicycles. And um, that, that, was, uh, that was really cool. Uh, and uh, also the, um, the architecture, it was very pleasant to, to see the past. You can see really is the place where the Italian culture and the German culture meet and they create this uh, fusion because um, maybe Munich too, um, where I'm in Frankfurt already, it's more like German German way of doing architecture and also the city was destroyed. Um, but I'm curious, um, what I criticize a lot about German architecture um, is that uh, it's very conservative somehow. It's... Um, the you can see there are these offices that have achieved uh, world renown. Um, yeah, they're renowned all around the world, and they do these big projects, and uh, they're very good. But the uh, language, the architectural language, is a little bit conservative compared to the Netherlands or compared to Denmark. 
Um, what do you say about the, um, the situation in Austria? Is it uh, also more experimental? Because also I see your projects and I can see that they are more like with some more avant-garde approach and shape than what I see generally around here, not like everything, but generally speaking. It's more... Uh, Austria is a feeling country. They feel the stuff, you know, they... And I think it's, I don't think it's experiment is the drive behind it. It's more like um, expression, express, ex more expressive. It's my, my view as a, as a foreigner a bit. Like it's not an act of we are going to make uh, something new or something different, but it's more like, ah, this is too, uh, it's too conservative or it should, we should do something more expressive, more, um, they love facades, they love the, the front of the houses, making stuff beautiful. Um, yeah, for me, German architecture is, it's very rational, I would say. It's very thoughtful and it's, it, it all has its meaning and its definition. And here it doesn't have to have this, Yeah. You can just yeah let's put let's put one balcony here without a reason like just put it there it looks good it feels like it's good and this is really this opens up it, this opens up the art of architecture because it's you have to find stuff so that's yeah that's my view on this I, I think topic. I think um, we don't take it too serious here. Yeah. Um, so it's it's more or less that um, we are not too strict in our feelings. Feelings is actually a good word. There, there's a lot of and um, feelings, and also um, it was always part of the history to take things um, to take impressions from from different countries. So actually, Vienna is always, you know. Vienna was the, the, the capital city of a very big, uh, um, yeah, of a very big uh, country back then with Austria-Hungary. Um, um, but and also the, the typical Viennese uh, last name is Svoboda, which is uh, actually um, a Czech name or uh, from 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 this area. So. And also we say the, the typical Austrian food is uh, the schnitzel, but schnitzel is actually, um, you know, it was uh, also in, in Italy and also in France. So, yeah, and we are taking parts and um, we are mixing, we are mixing also cultures and um, maybe we are not, we are not um, too, um, we have to do our very own thing, but can also take um, impulses from from Denmark and you can take impulses from from Czech and you can take impulses from Switzerland and um, yeah you can make a big mixture here and I think that's that's uh, that's also the culture I mean here in the office we have uh, 14 different uh, uh, nations um, sitting and this is makes also our our work uh, uh, very colorful and also very um, unique diverse, yeah. very diverse and so yeah we are just I think we're a lot of a lot of things is not ex experimental no, I think we, we love to play and um, we yeah um, 
there's a lot of feeling in, in our work. And you mentioned that the city and I guess the country in general has this particular politics on uh, social housing. Um, um, I'm curious, is it also like mainly through competitions that you guys get your projects or mm. by now as you have built this brand is also some private commissions and is it always generally competitions to get this kind of projects that is the system also in Austria like to generally participate in those competitions? We, we like to do, uh, we like competitions. It's it's good to have this, uh, yeah, stress a bit, but only in uh, smaller groups. So we, we have a policy of not doing open competitions because there are too many people. I think we all agree. I think it's a bit funny that architects are still doing this, like for free. Um, so if, uh, the quality of the work gets better in our opinion if you have like a small competition with like five other offices and I think that we do have like direct uh, assignments but even the, the, in the, our uh, the con investors, contractors, clients with which we work a lot they also always do a small competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, because then I don't know it's like playing sports you need the match to be on your best you know you need this this moment of uh, of yeah performing otherwise you get a bit lazy <laughs> you know, get lazy and I think we are we are uh, also we are a competitive uh, uh, person here in, in, in the you office you have to be in a way yeah doesn't yeah. mean it just me you don't have to be respectful but yeah you need some you need to want to get something so, otherwise you are looking into the past i think yeah. and you do always the same so um we are always learning from competitions and we are always learning um mostly we learn from competitions we don't want uh, win because um then we we always do a, a small review um, what was good, what was not good, what can we, what kind of things can we uh, um, do again? And um, I think that's, that's also, that's, uh, it's kind of a process. Um, and so competitions are really important for our work. But to your question to the city, the city of Vienna has its own kind of competition. It's called a uh, Bauträgerwettbewerb, which could be like uh, uh, client, com client competition. So you make a team with already an investor, uh, an architect, landscape architect, sometimes even a firm, like a, a building firm. Uh, and they together apply for uh, buying a plot of land in the city. And you have to make a concept with the whole group so it's not only architecture, it's also you have to like prove that the costs will be uh, attainable so that the rent... You also, uh, have, you also have to hand in a, a social concept for the, for the whole building and for the whole area. Um, you have to hand in a landscape uh, concept, ecological... Um, Animal-aided design is a big thing right now. So there's a lot of topics, uh, also sustainable 
uh, you always have to uh, also hand in a sustainable concept for the whole building, um, also for the whole area, not only for the building. Um, and these are not anonymous. These are presentations. And because you have to give so much information, and there are, I think, in the jury, it's like, 20 people, yeah. <laughs> like the whole the whole city government, not not the government, like the the, the representatives of all the areas of the fire security, ecological, uh, of course the the building code. They all have to give their inputs, and then they they choose what like the best uh, the best overall. And this is a very strange form, I think, for a lot of other countries or, or cities, but it's because the city has so much power to build its own buildings. And this is, uh, it's more like looking for the best team, uh, it's, um, which is, I think, for it's especially for social housing, really good because the quality of the housing gets better because it's not only a rendering or a nice facade. And now that we are experiencing uh, lately, especially in Europe, this... Uh... Um, economical crisis through the war, through the pandemic, through uh, many factors that are coming together. And um, we, I mean, generally speaking, always when there is like a hit, the first, uh, the first industry to get hit, it's the one of real estate because it's the most expensive one, let's say this way. Um, do you feel that there is some change, like some slowing down into this competition, into the construction industry, or for now it's going okay? It's crazy. That's <laughs> a short answer. Really, it's crazy. I don't know. It's, it, it, there was a stop. We had like, oh, pandemic. Everything was like stopped immediately for yeah. two weeks. And then suddenly everyone, no, we should like continued and it went up and then again it slowed down so it was like this there were horrible weeks actually you got uh, phone calls and uh, uh, every 10 minutes so yeah just everything on the whole light, light every <laughs> but then it kind of recovered a bit and then the oh, but uh, comp- there were no competitions I had the impression you know that better but I think it's like a half year a year there was nothing yeah. like uh, and that you, you feel now because like if you don't do a competition like two years ago then you will not have won it and so you don't have a building site now so we feel that there are some like empty <laughs> spaces in the system that we always have to react on yeah. Um, and the crisis is crazy. Yeah, I mean we're we're kind of in a very lucky position because actually there were kind of competitions between uh, in in the while the lockdowns uh, basically after the first lockdown, and um, we were really lucky that uh, I think we won four competitions in a row at this moment. So um, now and. Those projects starting now, where they started uh, half a year ago. So, of course, everybody was a little bit more on hold. Um, Reserved. Yeah, the, the whole process uh, was longer than normal. Um, and yeah, now, and what we can now feel is that. Um, I think the, the, the whole spectrum of uh, architecture now changes a little bit. Um, we now got um, a lot of uh, new 
uh, projects or um, clusters um, for our design for not building new but rebuilding, um, doing doing um, working with uh, with working with actually built buildings. Um, and um, I think that's very interesting now, and um, because yeah, the, the city has become so expensive yeah. that it starts to get more interesting again to to do re to like refurbish or yeah. renovate or uh, uh, change existing buildings into new, which is a good thing actually. It's yeah. it's uh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, we're having a similar experience here in Germany. And also now we are very interested to see um, how it's going to change after uh, the new year start, because there will be the new um, European Union um, 